Hello everyone, I'm Contest of Wrestling.com. By, by myself tonight, I was supposed to be joined by John Clark. He was ready to go, and unfortunately, he lost power tonight. Uh, and any long time listeners in the show will probably remember that, uh, especially like last summer, I had a, like a solid like two week stretch where I was, I was losing power like pretty much. It felt like every every podcast, like, at least here and there. Um, so I, I've got like obviously I understand you know stuff happens uh, and that's you know, unfortunate of, of course like what sucks was your power in the first place thankfully john said it would be short-lived so uh, but it was just long enough that he would not be able to make the show tonight unfortunately so i'll be back next week but we're here to talk about NXT 2.0 before i do just want to remind you all uh this show like everything we do here is available on all of our platforms not called spotify youtube apple Podcasts, all the good stuff you know where to find us please do leave a like and subscribe we really appreciate it uh, so I, I don't think that we had officially talked about this last week. We know we knew last week there would be uh, the NXT in your house show. They announced the date. They announced the date. And that should just miss, miss me saying, yes, John is okay. He's at, he lost power at the very last minute. I think he texted me around like, I think it was like 930. It was very, very last minute uh, that he lost power, unfortunately. I, I was saying I used to lose power all the time, do it, do, literally during the show sometimes. So I, I totally get that. Um, yeah, that, uh, that sucks to lose power, but you know, again, th th thankfully, it seems to be short lived. To be sometimes I lost power, and then it would be like for literally, quite literally a week, so not not fun at all. But um, John John is okay, just dealing with a little power outage. But um, we did we did learn that uh, the NXT in your house show will be on Saturday, June fourth, the, the, the day before Hell in a Cell. We had a couple, if not well, some matches kind of set up for that show tonight, or at least uh, built toward uh, tonight. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but DJ, right off the bat, wondering any more updates from uh, the last night's situation around Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, lots and lots of like reports and, and updates about that. Uh, I've written about it in a couple articles. The Sean Ross of Fightful Select uh, released a very extensive report about it. And I, I uh, posted an article about that this afternoon. Uh, Cliff notes basically that the, the, the he said the, the, the belief is that it's not a work and that uh, as, we, as was widely assumed to be the case, uh, that, that they were generally frustrated with, with the creative. But uh, if we have time at the end, I'll circle back to that. But you do want to talk about NXT. That's the the bread, the bread and butter here on, on Tuesday nights. So the show opened with a tag team match, Cameron Grimes and Slow Sokoa facing Kamal Hayes and Trick Williams. We know that uh, they announced officially Cameron Grimes will defend the title against Cameron uh, Kamal Hayes at In Your House, again, that being on June 4th. Uh, so we had this tag team match. Solo basically has next for, for the title shot. He's made it clear that he wants he wants a title shot, but Cameron Grimes want Cameron Grimes wants to uh defend the title against Kamal Hayes in a, in a singles match because he hasn't got a rematch yet in a one-on-one -on -one match. So we'll get that. But the tag team match here, we talk about it pretty much every week. This crowd loves Solo Sakoa, like they really, really do. Nesha showing him some love as well, saying my boy solo. I mean, he's really definitely like, getting over very fast, and like people are really rallying around him. The the loud USO chants, and and you know, the people just really seem to be kind of digging it. And, you know, when I, I think it's working, and I feel like not just the the crowd necessarily, but the way he's being booked. I mean, he's being being booked like like a big deal. I mean, he, he feels in some ways. And I tweeted about this during the show tonight. It feels like he's kind of like overshadowing Kamal uh, Hayes. No, damn. I always mix them up. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes in this case. Uh, it feels like he's kind of overshadowing him a little bit. He's like, people seem, seem to be more into him. They cheer for him more. Even though Cameron Grimes is supposed to be the, the baby face here, it feels like the, the crowd is just so, so much into uh, Solo that like, I don't know, it's an interesting dynamic there uh, where it's like, if you want to think if, if they are kind of setting up a, a heel face, match between the two because then it's like oh of course the fans want to see this guy with the title 
but it's like Grimes used to be the, the big baby face, and then Solo came along, and he's like the the, the new kid in town, I guess. But um, and that's when out that Solo is a big deal. Uh, he's impressive in the ring. He's he's just got this like kind of natural charisma, um, and we got to see this both of those uh, on full full display tonight. Some some struggling uh, attempts at, at, at coexistence here. Solo tagged in. I thought they would do the thing where it was like, oh, they can't coexist and they're going to lose the match. But then they they did the I guess they, they, that's path A. Path B is oh they they can't really coexist, but they pull it together at the last minute and they get the win. You know this is fairly fairly standard stuff. I thought it was a good match. Stephen Stephen Chambers agrees it was a good match to start the show. So Cameron Grimes got the win here uh, with Solo as his partner. Uh, and as for the, the match at In Your House, Stephen says he hopes Grimes retains, or at least maybe beyond In Your House, saying he hopes Grimes, Grimes retains. One would not be surprised if Solo wins. So again, we know they'll be Grimes versus Hayes. At Hell in a Cell, I'm sorry, not Hell in a Cell, folks. I'm all over the place tonight. It will not be Grimes versus Hayes at in your house, uh, but uh, the, supposedly that'll be the, the next match for uh, Cameron Grimes here, and that would, that would pres presumably be fairly short after that. These guys have been already kind of setting up this match here for quite a bit now. Um, I mean, I tweeted about it during the show. It's like the people are rallying around him so much to the, to the point, like you can really tell they want this guy to be the champion. As I, it's not like it's the the. The NXT Championship. Like, I'm not trying to knock the North American title, but it's like that. The, it is a title that feels uh, appropriate to kind of give somebody a, a try run, like, or at the very least, kind of elevate them in that sense. Uh, and that's agreeing saying she loves Grimes, but it's time so gets the belt. So again, I have to agree uh, that it would, it would make sense at least based on what we're seeing so far, based on the reactions. And it would probably, by my guess, at that like my just speculation guess, uh, it would probably be. At the latest, like the Great American Bash, and now assuming they do that, and that would be like early June. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. But uh, I think that that seems to be the right call. I'm a big, big fan of Cameron Grimes myself, but it feels like you kind of got to ride the hot hand in this case, that being uh, Sells Coa here. So we'll even see how that goes. But it's a bit of a sidebar. Big news tonight. They, they announced uh, the NXT is officially going back on the road, at least kind of. They announced eight dates. Uh, for for house shows slash live events starting in june eight shows all being in florida at least for now uh but of course before the pandemic nxc traveled in, around florida they laid uh, the, like the coconut loop in florida and they also traveled out throughout the country much like the main roster uh with the covid 19 the covid 19 uh, covid 19 pandemic sorry uh they have not been able to do that uh and then they even even as things have opened up even as the main roster has gone back to traveling you know, that was last July now. Uh, NXT has very much been contained in the, the Capitol Wrestling Center in Florida. They, of course, has standard deliver in Texas, but that was like kind of a one-off. They announced their intro tonight, and this has been rumored, but this is the first uh, official announcement. Back on the road, in uh, at least a, a couple shows in Florida, and they announced some more dates to be forthcoming. So, I mean, I think this is good news. Um, at the very least, it's good for the talent. I mean, I, these are house shows, so it's like it's not like something that we can really watch or, you know, we can keep track of them as most people report the results but like i think the the, the biggest benefit here is just it's more uh chances for the young talent to get more exposure but more not just exposure but practice literally it is his practice not working being in matches like it's just it, it's it's so it's so elementary like they, they need more time to wrestle to be in matches and that's the way to do it so i think they've been like uh I, I think they've kind of been at a loss by not having the chance to do that, especially with 2.0. I mean, a lot of these people have been really thrust into the deep end. And, you know, being in, in a house show, it's like you're not on TV, 
you can you're you're still performing for a crowd, but like it, it's it's different, right? And I think that's that's the case for the main roster as well. You want your younger people to kind of work on the house shows and get get a little more a little more comfortable, a little more seasoned. Like it's just it's it's so basic, but it is a very important part of the business here, especially for NXT, especially some of these people, uh, very very young, very much starting out. I mean, some someone they announced tonight, uh, the, their former name was Nikita Knight. Uh, Hey, something Hale. Let me, let me look it up. Uh, it was Thea Hale. Thea Hale announced she signed up WWE. She's not even graduated high school yet. So that was like, that, that exactly proves the point. Like, if someone like that, she's, and I, I looked up, at least according to Cage Match, folks, she has 12 total matches in her career. So it's absolutely uh, incredible that she's signed to WWE this young. That she, she says she's graduating high school next week. I'm like that is that is crazy. Just, just imagine that everybody like just imagine being in that position. And then she said during the promo tonight that she uh, would be training at the performance center while while attending college. Like that's that's an amazing story. So I'm I'm hoping that you know it, that it works out for her. But at the very least, just to get to reach this point at such a young age, definitely deserves uh, uh, recognition and, and credit for that. Because like that's absolutely amazing. So. Don't really know much about her myself. Can't really say much because, like, she had I know she had two matches on AW Dark. She had 12 total matches for in WWE. So, eight, eight matches before she got signed to WWE. She was in the, the latest uh, round of the uh, performance center recruits. I really don't know much about her. So, you know, she is very much this like blue chip prospect, I guess. That, that is, seems to be kind of, you know, just a mysterious kind of character. You know, we don't know, we don't really know much about her. She's just. Yeah, you know, a blue chipper, someone like 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 Randy Orton in a way when he first started out, just kind of that young prospect. Though you don't really know much about with Randy, his big thing was that he's a third generation wrestler. With with Thea Hale, we don't really know much about her. Um, now with her being in college, I have to imagine. Like, it was weird that they, they showed the vignette tonight. I was like, is she going to be working TV too? Is she going to be going to college at the same time? I mean, I, I don't really know. Uh, that might be something they haven't figured out yet. I don't know. But the fact that they play the vignette leads me to believe she'll be on TV at some point soon. So I'm not sure. She's had a couple four matches on NXT level up, not on NXT yet. But with this, this vignette tonight makes it seem like, you know, she'll be coming at some point soon, coming to NXT Prime. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty cool uh, to have something like that. Uh, some, some, someone so young, someone so young, I get, get a contract and uh, be, able, be able to chase her dreams. Nessa points out, okay, she could do school online. That's fair. Um, I guess I, I admittedly hadn't thought of that. I, that's obviously an option. I mean, I, I myself, the, the, the pandemic forced us to finish out our semester of 2020 uh, online. And that was my final semester. I graduated with school online. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a way to do it. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see why not. So I guess that would be the most uh, on paper, that seems like the, the practical thing. So um, yeah, something like that, I would imagine she could easily like go to school, train, and then I'm, it may affect the timeline. Like maybe she's doing classes for college and the training at the performance center. Maybe that would delay her debut a little bit. I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating. Like I Talking about what we see here, I, I don't know any of this, obviously. But um, regardless, again, the fact that we saw this video tonight leads me to believe we'll see her on TV at some point soon. So I guess it's in a similar vein. She's going to be debuting at some point, probably in the not too distant future. But NXT, the past couple weeks, has been all about the women's breakout tournament. We had the final two uh, semifinal matches tonight in, in, in the tournament. So we know what the semifinal matches will be. Lash Legend defeated Tatum Paxley. And Roxanne Perez defeated Sloan Jacobs. So the finals, or the, the semifinals here, will be Roxanne versus 
Um, I guess, yeah, sorry, Roxanne will face Last Legend and the other semifinal will be Fallon Henley versus, of course, everyone's favorite, Nikita Lyons. Uh, so as we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks now, I really do feel like this tournament is Roxanne's and Nikita's to lose. Now, Nikita Lyons was on uh, Out of Character with Ryan Satin, WWE's like, official podcast this week, which is pretty crazy. Like someone being like, you know, she debuted... I feel like she debuted like this year, like or maybe not this year. Like she still very much feels like a newcomer, especially someone that's being pushed so prominently in NXT. She's like so definitely been like no more than a year. So uh to be on on that big of a platform already, a, a WWE official platform like that, seems seems like a pretty big deal. Stevens uh, predicting that uh, Nikita and Roxanne will be the final. I have to agree. You know, you might as well have both of the favorites in the finals. Because, again, uh, as we talked about when they first announced it, this tournament isn't just about who wins it. It's also about, like, who makes it far, who impresses. So getting to the finals is also uh, – getting uh, getting to the finals is, is pretty much just as impressive as winning, if not just as – like, it's still it's still a big deal. So I definitely hope at least that both make it, and I, I think uh, Roxanne – beating last legend feels like a safe bet i mean they have tried to build lash up a little bit but like again i'm biased big fan of roxanne but like i really have to think that she's uh got, got a pretty good chance of advancing and nikita lions feels like an absolute favorite although nasha and uh dj were both predicting that Fall fallon will win the whole thing fallon henley uh could win the whole thing um I mean, I think it's anyone's game at this point. michael covenant says fallon's the next mickey james will be the next maven player in years to come i mean that's interesting i haven't really seen that for myself yet. I mean, I, I enjoyed her previous match in the, in the tournament well enough. Um, I did, I did see, I did see the Mickey James comparison. I, I think there's that like that country, you know, country music kind of connection there a little bit, or that's country style you know, kind of thing going. Uh, so I do like that comparison. Um, I just, I guess to me, it just feels like it's so much, you know, Nikita and, and Roxanne, and not to say nobody else, but it feels like that's very much the, the direction we're going. Um, so I think Fallon would be like, I think Fallon would be like a believable upset in a lot of ways. And Last Legend might be like, I don't, I don't know about that one. But uh, Eddie says Nikita already, uh, she's already over in three months. Could be, a, it could be a big star. If she has, I guess he's saying she has big star written over. Uh, she's definitely kind of a lot like a lot like Soskoa. Definitely has already gotten a lot of buzz, a lot of like uh, fan support. People seem to be rallying around her as well. Seems you know, she seems quote unquote over. Yeah, and that's what Eddie's saying here. She's very over with the, the NXT crowd at least. Um, so yeah, I, I think in a lot of ways I could see either her and Roxanne winning particularly with Roxanne being my own favorite twin here. And that's more of, I guess, personal preference and it's slash bias, but I think either way, both women will definitely have bright futures here on NXT. So we can look forward to that. Uh, but we're talking about NXT in your house. We had the official announcement of the show last week, but then we later found out there would also be a tag team title match for the show. Pretty deadly defending against the Creed brothers. The Creed brothers uh, nearly won the titles in the that, that gauntlet match where Pretty Deadly won them. They ran the, they ran the gauntlet, and Pretty, Pretty Deadly was the final team, and they beat them. Uh, and now the Creed brothers had this mini feud with the Viking Raiders. Now, unfortunately, the, uh, for the Creed brothers at least, the Viking Raiders beat them tonight, thanks to some Boston interference from Radic Strong and the, new, the newest member of Diamond, uh, Damon Kemp. Uh, some Boston interference there. The Viking Raiders won. Now, if you remember last time they faced off at spring break-in, Roderick Strong helped the Creed Brothers win, and they had won to. So he tried to interfere again. And they, 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 they butted heads, and they they were arguing a little bit, uh, and that helped the Viking Raiders win. A little interesting when you have uh, the, 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 the Creed Brothers getting a title shot, although DJ points out it could very well be a, a triple threat match here. Uh, it's become a triple, triple threat match. I mean, I think that would make sense, given that they... Creed Brothers already have this title match. 
now the Vikings Raiders have a very fair claim to challenge for your titles. They all make sense, and I, I would like to see that. I thought this was a very good match. Um, both teams are great. Uh, NXT does tag team wrestling very well when they have like two good teams. Like, you know, they let them go out there and, and do their thing, and that's always very good. Like good, good wrestlers having good matches, like that remains what NXT does best when they focus on the wrestling. So can't be upset about that. Um, we will see Pretty Deadly next week, though. I, I was about to say, well, we've really haven't gotten to see too much Pretty, Pretty Deadly in the ring since they won the titles. Well, a little bit here and there. But, like, uh, they, they will face Roddick Strong and Damon Kemp, again, newest member of, of Diamine next week. And uh, as Steven points out here, we, we very well could see Diamine break up here. But at least for the title match, he thinks Pretty Deadly will retain. Um, I will say yes and possibly. Yes and possibly. Uh, I do, I mean, tonight especially felt like a very much a clear sign of, of Diamond Mine. Uh, potentially breaking up they were arguing even they are going uh, during this match that's why they lost then they're arguing backstage and then Roderick strong kind of like i don't know i feel like the, the crew brothers might have a problem with him like putting himself in a match with damon kemp against pretty deadly like feels like that, that could be a little more a little more tension there as well uh pretty deadly retaining though um i don't know again i i like i feel like we haven't really got to see them all that much like i Obviously, I watched I watched the show every week. I'm not here. I talk about it every week. Like they had some vignettes, they've had some promos here. Um, but like we really haven't gotten to see them all that much. So like it's hard for me to really think like, oh, like they're all in on these guys uh as the champions, whereas like they've really built up the creep the creep a lot, even though they lost tonight. Uh maybe uh, as DJ said, maybe they do uh, make it a triple threat match, then you have uh, the creep brothers potentially pin the Viking Raiders and, and kind of get get that one back potentially. I could see that as well. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a good match no matter what. I mean, uh, and I, I'm looking forward to next week again because I, I still don't really know much about uh, much about Predality. I haven't really gotten to see them all that much. So next week would be kind of a good scouting mission, I guess, getting to see what they can do against someone as talented Roderick Strong. And again, likewise, someone like David Kent, having not seen him really much at all. So that'll be a good spotlight for him potentially. So looking forward to that one. Um, Laura Rock pointed out, yes, June 4th is the date for any house. We did not know what it was last week. That, that was uh, shortly. I think they'd probably announce it like the next day, maybe the day after that. Uh, now we're already loading up the cards. Speaking of which, there will be an NXT championship match for in your house. Uh, maybe not the one people were hoping to see. It'll be Brown Breaker defending the title once again, second time against Joe Gacy. So uh, Breaker defends the title against Gacy at Spring Break-In. And then Gacy uh, and his goons abducted Breaker after the match, dumped him in the field. Last week, Gacy invited Breaker to join his mission. Uh, his mission to kind of change NXT, shape NXT, or whatever. And then this week, Breaker responded and challenged uh, Gacy, Gacy to do a match. And Gacy said, okay, I'll give you another match with me, but it's going to be for the title. And he wants to up the stakes and says, you know, if you can't control your anger, and that's kind of what we're really seeing the story has been about so far, Breaker being very emotional, being very volatile, and you know, struggling to uh, contain his anger. He says, if you can't contain your anger uh, and you like lose control and get disqualified, uh, you'll lose the title and that's something that WWE does every so often so that's not like super un unprecedented but definitely uh, could lead to some interesting storytelling possibilities here at the very least it's an interesting wrinkle I saw some tweets wondering like could this be the way they they have Breaker lose the title and and leave NXT I think that's possible I mean as well as anything's possible uh but Steven says Braun should retain Braun should keep the title for a while uh, I would agree at least at this point I mean it, even like so they have like people that could step up I've, I've we talked about it before someone like uh kamala hayes solis maybe a little further down the road potentially um and there they have other people i think 
should probably already should have been NXT champion. Big fan of Sandal Satsapar. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but it doesn't feel like anybody right here, right now, could really be that next guy as the as the single champion. And again, Nesha's Nesha's showing support for Solo. I mean, I agree. Again, I think uh, ideally he'll get like the North America title run, even even a short one, just kind of boost him up a little bit, and then maybe in the summer, maybe or maybe early fall, maybe maybe give it to him then. But I'm saying, I'm saying like right here today, I don't know about. Um, Getting solo the title, even Kamal Hayes, like I feel like he has he's lost a little bit of momentum since he lost the North American title. So I don't know about potentially like having him win, having him win the title anytime at least immediately soon. So I do think Breaker probably should retain um, at least for now, and maybe have him drop to drop the title. But assuming they do like a, a SummerSlam show, there's a report a while ago they were at least considering doing another state like another takeover like show. I'm uh, sorry, I, was, I think it was a stand deliver show. Uh, for one of one of the stadium shows this year, and the Nashville for SummerSlam had been one of the contenders for that show. That was not that was not confirmed yet. That's just a report that was going out there. Uh, that, and that was already a couple weeks ago at this point. So um, that would seem to be probably a good opportunity to uh, to have Brown lose the title. But I, I would definitely agree. Like I I don't think he'll lose the title here. Um, I don't think you'd want to have Breaker lose the title by presumably by getting disqualified. I think that's always kind of a weak way. If, I'm, if I remember, I think they did that years and years ago with Randy Orton and Christian, or at least they did the stipulation. And maybe Randy won anyway. Uh, but I, that's one that that match is one I, I look back to when they when I do when they do this kind of stipulation. So for that reason, I, I it's a, it's a weak way to lose the title, especially for Braun Breaker, somebody they've been trying to build up as like one, the the guy on NXT at least. So my man is break for this one. Uh, Brian says he's pulling for Breaker to retain, and he hopes Mello or Solo gets a shot. I mean, those two seem to be uh, the, the leading contenders at this point. Beyond them, again, I think Santos Escobar, he's already had a shot. Tony D'Angelo, maybe, but we'll talk about him a little bit. He's uh, took a step backward in terms of momentum, at least a little bit tonight. So I, I would definitely say Melo and Solo seem to be maybe the front runners, assuming Breaker retains, maybe to get a title shot after that. But overall, Brian says he cannot wait for In Your House. I mean, so far, seems like a pretty good card, and we've already got a couple weeks to go. Uh, but otherwise, Brian says he couldn't wait for for a new house. I feel like I speak for most of the chat when I say most people probably could wait, could wait to see Von Wagner tonight. Von Wagner ruined a very fun match between uh, Wesley, formerly of, of MSK, and Nathan Fazer. So Wesley was scheduled to face uh, Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn, once again, uh, this was like the second time in like a month that he was not cleared to compete for whatever reason they didn't elaborate. And then uh, Wes was a little upset. He said, all right, well, you know, I'll wait whenever he's cleared, I'll face him. Nathan Fazer shows up and says, he'll face him. Two very uh, electric, high-flying guys. Very good match. I enjoyed it. It was going so well. It was going so well. And then Von Wagner interfered. He tackled both guys, so no winner here. And then Von Wagner threw Wesley out of the ring, just chucked him, yeeted him out of the ring, and, and Wes crashed down on the, the broadcast table. Um, if you remember, this is very at least a little similar to what happened with Kushida and Ikimajiro. I guess Kushida, I think Kushida was attacked backstage when Ikimajiro was thrown out of the ring as well into the crowd. So I guess pick your poison about getting thrown into the, the crowd versus the, uh, the the announce table in this case. But um, Steven says he can't stand Von Wagner. Uh, even more now, is essentially ruining a great match with Nathan and Wes. Hopefully they'll run it back. I, I mean, I thought it was, had, it was a, a good match from what we saw. And, you know, I, I like having conclusive winners, so ideally we, we would have gotten a more conclusive uh, result, result there. Then later in the show, uh, we had Wes and Nathan backstage, and they're talking about it. 
And then Sangha, formerly uh, Grayson Waller's associate, basically said like, oh, you, how could you have like fought someone like uh, Von Wagner? He's so big. And Nathan was pretty much like, yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> it's true. And Wesley was like, no, man, like, uh, I, I want to fight you. Keep in mind, Sangha is a giant. He's a big, big guy. And Wesley, much, a much smaller guy. So he, he wanted to have a, a David and Goliath kind of thing uh, to prove. It doesn't matter. Your, your, the size doesn't matter. Uh, this wasn't officially announced for next week. At least I believe not yet. But it seems like we're, we're going to get a match between the two. But beyond that, Michael says uh, he's predicting the Wes and uh, Nathan are going to be a tag team. They're going to need more tag teams. And in a lot of ways, I feel like they may, or at least my my assumption is they probably see Wesley as a tag team guy. They forced, they were forced to break up. I'm just kidding. Again, they made that call, or at least Nathan Carter. And I, but I feel like they do probably see Wesley as a tag team guy. Um so I feel like there, there are worse things to do than, than to put him in a tag team with someone as uh, fun and electric, you know, high-flying like Nathan Frazier. I think that would be a good combo. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what their – obviously, I don't know what their plans are for either guy. I don't know what their plans are for Nathan Frazier. Uh, still pretty recent recent uh, addition to the NXT Prime roster here. So I don't know if they want to push him as a singles guy. But I like the idea of his tag team. I think that would be fun. Uh, I think they could use more tag teams in the, in the tag team division. Because uh, there's you can you, you can never have too much depth. That that's that's definitely my philosophy on that one. Uh, so I think that'd be good. But maybe it'll it will take Wes getting beaten up by Sangha. I I don't know exactly where that's going, but we we shall see. But otherwise, here uh, at least we'll, well we got one match announcer next week. I don't know how it might play potentially play into uh, in your house. Indy Hartwell will face Mandy Rose, the NXT Women's Champion, next week. Indy uh, cut a promo tonight, which was upset that Mandy like mocked her for. Her struggles lately, uh, again, Indy continues to vaguely reference her tragic loss of Dexter Loomis. Very unfortunate pouring out for Dexter. Uh, and she said basically like, well, now for the first time in my life, I'm, 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 going, I'm by myself. Uh, it's a big opportunity. So she she took her shot, you know, just want, she want, went for it and challenged Mandy Rose and Mandy accepted. So we'll have a non-title match between Mandy and Indy Hartwell for next week. Uh, Brian says that push, they should push Indy to the moon. Nestor says Indy should win. So it feels like we're all, most of us so far are on the same page, at least that we are wanting to see Indy succeed here. Um, I, I think she, I'd be happy if she at least won the non-title match. This, I mean, what's, what's the harm in that? You'd have someone distract her or, or something. I don't know. Um, I think that'd be good because like, ideally you'll, you'll, you'll have a title match on in your house. Is way to do that is have Indy win here, and that's what Steven says. Have Indy win the the non-tone match, and then he could do uh, probably the tone match for in your house. I'd like to see it. I think this again, it's very unfortunate what happened with De Dex Loomis and him getting released, and also Persia Parada getting released. But um, definitely a good silver lining would be potentially uh, Indy getting uh, a chance to get a title shot. You know, like that's that'd be a, good, a chance for her to kind of have a, a breakout moment and a, to kind of emerge from this unfortunate situation. Potentially better off. I think that's that'd be a, a good a good outcome. Uh, Steven says maybe you, maybe you could have Wendy two interfere or or and or I guess interfere next week and or face Mandy at, in your house. I guess I'd rather have a, a new match at, at, in your house. I'd rather see maybe Wendy interfere in the match next week, help uh, Indy win, set up the match for in your house because like we already saw Wendy face Mandy. So I guess I'm pretty sure we did right. Well, they, at least they've, they've been they've been setting that up. So uh, maybe I can't exactly remember off the top of my head, but um, if not, why not? You know, or hey, do a triple threat. I don't know. Um, those are always fun. But DJ says toxic attraction is the attraction. Mandy can't lose. I mean, I will say a lot like Groundbreaker. I think whoever does beat Mandy should be kind of like the next 
star, the next kind of uh, long-term, not long-term, but like, you know, the, the next solid champion. It, should, it shouldn't just be some, you know, transitional champion or anything. Like Mandy's held a title for a while now. She's been a great champion. Has had a very successful run here. Um, I've enjoyed it all the while. But by and large, I did not enjoy the the, the beach tanning salon segments from uh, from spring break-in. That was a little silly. But by and large, I thought it's been a very good run so far. Ryan said it's been 200 days. 200 days, Mandrio. It's pretty crazy. I mean, everyone always talking about Roman Reigns holding title for like so long as they should. And Braun Breaker, I mean, that's, that's longer than Braun Breaker, the men's champion. Braun only won it back just after staying the liver in April. So uh, good good for Mandrio. She won it back at, the, I think, Halloween Havoc, and that was last fall already. So she's doing great as champion. Um, I, I would be happy if, if Indy got the match, let alone the match at in your house. Uh, I'd be happy if Indy won, but I don't, part of me would also be upset if Mandy lost. Again, it's at least it's someone that uh, they hadn't built up enough. So I hope when the time does come, uh, that they'll build up somebody uh, fittingly, and they'll be like a, a good uh, de dethroning moment for Mandy, I guess. You, you know what I mean? I, I hope it's, it's a good uh, transition. You know, And beyond that, I'm not sure what, what, what the future holds for Toxic Attraction, but that's presumably sometime in, in the future. I don't see that happening anytime soon. So we'll wait and see. But onward we go. Stephen points out, Grayson Walmart beating Chase. And he just says, darn it. Uh, I thought this was a fun match. Andrew Chase makes NXT fun. Like, I know it's a little divisive. John, John, John and I disagree about it pretty much every show. Andre Chase doing the doing the Chase U thing in the, the student section and he, he does like the stomps and he, he, he likes like he turns into, into a cheerleader when he's doing the like he's chanting Chase. Um I think it's fun, man. And I like the vignettes where he's like teaching students in class. Uh, so tonight we had uh, Bobby Hayward what came to the ring with, with him as always. And then we had Saray was the honorary flag bearer uh in the crowd. Of course, that was after last week. We had the, the mixed tag team match from last week. Uh so Grace Mahler, uh they've got this like Maybe, maybe a couple, as Brian pointed out, like a couple or at least an alliance here with Grace Waller and Tiffany Stratton. Stratton feuding with, with Saray here. So we had the mad, the singles match here with Grace Waller and uh, Andre Chase. I thought it was fun. In the end, uh, Andre sent uh, Grayson out of the ring, so I'm crashing down onto Body Hayward accidentally. So in, uh, being a very kind and caring teacher, Andre left the ring and checked on his student, who, who was okay. But then by the time Andre got in the ring, uh, Grayson left the ring and then he, he did he did his finisher where he like runs into the ring and like somersaults and does the the cutter uh, i don't know i guess the great smaller effect let's I'm, I'm assuming it's called the great smaller effect that's what that's his thing uh but if not whatever he wants to call it a little silly that he, he like ran out of the ring to set it up it's like you might it would have been better if he if his finisher was like more spur of the moment if he like just turned around like, like randy Orton's rko not not, he, not that he could do an rko but like something like that very like quick spur of the moment thing it was like he ran out of the ring so somersaults it in like Logically, it's a little silly, at least to have that be the, the finish of like, oh, it's this, this like, you know, spur of the moment thing. I don't know. But uh, this was a good win for Grayson Waller. I'm always going to root for Andy Chase, big fan of his. Um, I don't, I mean, I could see this feud continuing. I mean, Andy Chase has a you know reason to say, hey, like, I I was checking my student. I, I, I took my eye off the ball. Uh, so I could see at least getting another rematch. Maybe a rematch of the mixed tag team match with Saray and Stratton potentially, but um, I don't know. Um, good match. I think Andre Chase is great. Grayson Waller uh, continues to kind of shine and, and pick up some wins here, so good for him as well. Um, you know, I, I would imagine the feud's probably probably not over, but DJ's asking, you know, potentially uh, talking about in your house as we have been, wondering about Brown Breaker. He says, do you think the, the goal is to put the belt on Gacy, or is it too soon for Gacy's career, especially with, with the stipulation? 
um, what being about the, the DQ, I think the, the stipulation is just to add a little intrigue. Like, I don't think they could have, I don't think they could, they could have run it back with a rematch just the, as a rematch, like breaker beat Gacy clean, clean as a whistle. As far as I remember, like no, no offense or butts at spring break and like, there's nothing to it. Um, so at least with this, like this adds a little, like, um, I don't know, a little uncertainty, a little intrigue, a, a little doubt, I guess, because like Brown Breaker has proven they've booked him like a hothead where he's like he's attacking people and he's like he gets mad and stuff. And like that feels like what the what the, the character they're going for. Um, not not like Damian Priest, like letting his inner Damian out, if you remember that from a couple months ago, but uh at, at least someone that does kind of you know get mad and that has maybe some trouble kind of uh, containing that sometimes. So I, I I do think it's too soon for Gacy to win the title. And again, I, more more so, not as an knock on Gacy, but like whoever does beat Braun, I think it really should be like the next guy that should hold the title, ideally for like a couple months. I think that's really what uh, I would like to see. Again, his breaker has felt like the, the face of 2.0, even though he lost the title to Dolph Ziggler, like, you know, kind of even even through that, he felt like the show was all about him, or at least like the show was oriented around him, that he was the face of the show. Uh, so that, that's at least my take on it. Could Gacy win eventually? Yeah, I think he's talented. I think Gacy, uh, you know, I, I think he's, he plays his part very well. Although I will say, it was, it was, I'm glad DJ brought his pick up because I forgot about it. The show ended with one of the most corny things I've seen in quite a while. Uh, they had the match, uh, the main event match of Tony D'Angelo and San Jose, where I'll talk about that in a minute. And then I thought that was the end. And no, we had a pre-tape. So, uh, so uh, sorry. Gacy, sorry. Gacy cuts a promo. Gacy cuts a promo. And the, you can tell it's pre-taped because this thing was like just loaded with effects. Like he's talking about like he's gonna he's gonna win. Uh, Breaker's not gonna be able to control himself. And then he said he's gonna take over NXT and take over the world. And then he laughed maniacally. And in the most like 1990s movie effects that I've ever seen on WWE TV, other than the 90s, uh, the the camera like panned out and then like it, like just. It, and then it like overlaid Gacy's face on it while it was panning out. So it was like it was a shot of like the skyline and the in the city, wherever they were, presumably uh Orlando. And and, and like his face like was laughing, it was kind of like it was like almost like shimmering or something. Um, and it was laughing, and like that that's how the show ended. It was like it's so campy and like corny, like I don't know, man. Like I, I like the Gacy's character, I by and large like what he's doing, like. At least, I, at least I have the past couple of weeks of like uh, the goons and or like the druids for about like the, the Undertaker style, uh, and now like the, like this this was like this was campy. I've, I've talked about it on Raw. I'm not a big fan, uh, of, at least of, of the delivery of, of Judgment Day on Raw in terms of the promos and like how that can be a little goofy too. This felt much like that, where it's like you're taking something that kind of could be cool and you're doing it in such a way that like just feels very like campy and like forced. I guess I. It, it just really felt excessively weird, I guess is the best way to put it. But DJ uh, has it looked like Bray Wyatt in his compound. I mean, if they wanted to do that, like, I would have rather they more directly spoof it, like, have Gacy have, like, some base of operations or something, play with the lighting, have it be, like, in the dark. This was, like, shot and it seemed like at night and, and they were just playing with the video effects. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not an, I'm not a video, like, production guy. Like, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, crap on that i'm just saying like it, i guess the, the delivery and the way like that it was uh i'm not saying the way it's produced i don't know it, it, was, it was a corny angle okay i think it came across corny at least for me um by i mean brian definitely agreeing at least character wise case reminds me of bray as well uh 
I just I would prefer them to not book him so corner corner me can't I don't know it's goofy it's a little, a little goofy uh but for breaker here uh I'm, I'm assuming he'll, he'll get through KC again I, I just think the, the stipulation is to add a little little uncertainty DJ wants to know if I think Brown keep the title until WrestleMania weekend I don't I think that's a long time that's a long time like we're, we're sitting here in May now and like long being relative right like it's a, it's less than a year so call it 11 months we've already seen uh breaker on raw a couple times as far as his feud with Dolph Ziggler my read on that is I just I think it's fair to say that they it seemed like they're kind of testing the waters a little bit for having breaker on draw seeing how like how he could kind of do uh in, in, a, in a high pressure high pressure situation so uh if you and all, all reason so far seems to indicate that like they are very high on this guy. They would want to probably like bring out the main roster at some point sooner than WrestleMania weekend. I mean, again, that's next April. So I would have to imagine. Um, I would say at the latest, at the latest, I would imagine probably like the uh, if, if assuming they do it again, NXT War Games in December, and even that feels like pretty long. I mean, I, I feel like. In a lot of ways, like they could, they could probably call him up, like not not tomorrow. They could call him up soon, and, and I and I think it would be justifiable for one, believable for another. He's already a two-time NXT champion. He's, he's got the look, got a natural presence, um, and like he's. I don't, I don't know how much more you can really have him grow. Like he's he's a powerhouse. He's already been impressive. He's handled himself pretty well on XC. Was pretty impressive on Raw, on Raw, in, in the limited time we saw him there. So um, I would definitely think like WrestleMania, uh, that's that's a lofty goal. I, I think he'll probably lose the title. My guess, uh, I'll, I'll agree with Steven saying Steven says SummerSlam weekend, like that. And I mentioned earlier, like that feels like a pretty safe bet. And then um, I mean, potentially maybe after that, Halloween Havoc, maybe Halloween Havoc, because they usually that's one of their like bigger shows. Other than like the, the the weekend of special events, like Halloween Havoc is one of their big bigger TV episodes, TV specials. So I would probably guess SummerSlam if not Halloween Havoc, and then like you know, at the, at the latest uh, War Games in December because like I, I think the main roster can use them. I think they are probably like interested in calling them up. I mean, again, I, it's everything we're seeing like they're the Hans guy. They're probably going to want to you know play play with the new toy. I guess for lack of a better word. So it makes sense. Um, so I, I, I've got some, that's my guess. I, 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 I could see, I could see, and I, I DJ says, uh, he, they appear to be, uh, doing it with Roman Reigns. Um, I'm not sure. Do you mean Roman holding the title through like to, to next WrestleMania? I mean, that's Roman Reigns, like Roman Reigns. I mean, I think at this point, the issue, the issue there is that like, no, other than Cody Rhodes really at this point, nobody can really justifiably beat him. Uh, whereas Brown Breaker, it's like, yeah, he's the face of NXT, but like you can much much more easily get the title off of him. Um, and you mentioned that. I mean, I do think they might want to call Braun up to potentially uh, to start building him up as someone that that could at least face Roman, if not beat him, depending how how long Roman has the title. But uh, Brian Green is saying that like whatever whatever the timeline is, Brian says they, it feels like they're they're pre could they at least could be prepping Breaker for the main roster. I think that, that's what we've seen so far. So my money would be on Braun. Uh, not to say he's leaving tomorrow, but like they'll, he'll be leaving at some point in, in the not too too distant future. Uh, beyond that, I already mentioned the Thea Hale vignette about her not even graduating high school yet, which is again crazy and wonderful for her. We had the Creeds uh, losing the Viking Raiders, 
Stephen, I meant to point out as well. Stephen says that the draft is coming up. If they want to have Braun get drafted and and do it that way, uh, I think that makes sense because like otherwise, usually they do like they already did like the at least for some of the, some of the the delayed call ups in April of like uh, Raquel Gonzalez slash Rodriguez uh, with with Walter or Gunther on on, on SmackDown. Now, um, I do think like it'd be not to say they can't do it, but like I would imagine they might want to do it through the draft. That would be either in September or October. So that would kind of line up with um, maybe maybe not SummerSlam weekend, but like, you know, maybe right around there. But Nesha says probably by the end of the year. I mean, yeah, long term, like the like generally the very least I can say with, with at least my own prediction, fairly fairly certain that's going to be uh, by the end of the year. I, I, don't, I do not see him being on the NXT roster uh, in 2023. I just I don't see it. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. That's we we all just talk about we 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 shoot the breeze here. Like we're like I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm talking about like what we've seen and uh, trying to make like well reasoned or well thought out or just like reasonable uh, predictions. And and that's that's my thought about it. But um, DJ brings up the, this new couple of Tiffany Stroud and Grayson Waller. I don't know where it's going. Um, I. NXT is horny, as we as we very much know. So I I it it might be a, a romance kind of thing they've got going. They lost Index through their own uh, decisions. I'm not going to vent on that. I'm not going to not going to go off on that as I already have. Uh, but now they do kind of need the next like NXT couple, I guess. So maybe maybe that's the the goal here. Maybe, but I don't know. I guess that that's that's the only thing I could really see it being uh, the point of it, other than the fact that they're both they both play the parts very very well because they're both very very annoying characters. So you know they, they work well together in that sense that they complement each other. Um, so I don't know. And maybe maybe Tiffany will help, as Brian says, or sorry, Stephen says, maybe Tiffany will help uh, Waller reach the uh, the North American title, or and or they'll be like a power couple. You could have Grayson win the title, uh, and or. Uh, have Tiffany potentially eventually challenge for the women's title could happen, but at least for now, it just feels like they want like another NXT couple. So I, I'm not reading too much into it. It just feels like they, they took two, um, again, not annoying characters. I'm not saying annoying people, annoying characters. And that feels like the, 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 the only real motive there. Um, DJ says, who do you think will be in the match against Alexa Lopez? Uh, after she confronted Cora Jade and Roxanne. So Electra butted in after Cora Jade congratulated Roxanne on her win tonight. And she basically said, um, she, well, she called Roxanne like uh, someone that's easily going to lose in, in, in the in the breakout tournament. And she made fun of Cora for being happy about losing last week to Natalia. Um, and she, she said she'll be in action. I think she very, very like, just a, she, it was a very brief promo, so I don't blame you at all if you missed it. I, I thought, at least, I thought she had said she'll be facing Alba Fire, for the former, the former Kaylee Ray, next week. Um, unless I totally imagined that or, or misheard it, I, I thought that's what I heard. Um, I don't think they officially announced that yet. Like they only officially, officially announced two two matches, I believe, I, and I think they like put some on the screen during the main event as well. Um, but that did seem to be kind of the the match that she had said that it would be Alba Fire. Uh, if, you, if you mean who will be the first, who will be the first facer of these two? I would think Roxanne. Maybe I. I don't. Well, actually, maybe not. Like, maybe they'll do Cora Jade. I guess because like Roxanne hopefully will, will win next week, so she'll be busy with the the, the breakout tournament. So then you could do Electra versus Cora the week after that, and then maybe have uh, maybe maybe have this feud slash 
team. Maybe, maybe Lakshmi needs a partner. I mean, I don't know. Um, I that'd be my guess at this point. She she did just uh, insult both of them though, so that they both probably got a bone to pick with her. But uh, no, it's cool to have like multiple storylines here for the women's division, even not not having to do with the title. So I think that's beneficial as well. Beneficial in the sense, especially with Brian saying that Wolfis has potential and the match will be good. Uh, the match here being with Alba Fire next week, the former Kaylee Ray. Kayla Ray, uh, the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion, so definitely hats off to her. She definitely has that background, and I think she could potentially uh, that I could be the best match we've seen so far from uh, from from Electropa so far, given uh, given Alba Fire's background. So yes, uh, sorry, I wasn't sure Dave what you meant there. I think you meant who would uh, Electro be facing of Cora and Roxanne? This because she she did say she'd be facing Alba, so we're looking forward to that one next week. Uh, and otherwise here. That just about takes us to the main event. We had the long-awaited uh, gang warfare match between the the, the Don of NXT, San, uh, the Don of NXT Tony D'Angelo, and the uh, I don't even know. I don't know if he has a name, but the the the, the other boss uh, of NXT, Santos Escobar. Now I've been enjoying the build of this one. This has been very much like right out of the Godfather, like two two. Uh, Mob bosses to Dons to whatever you want to call them, just like going to war. It's like a gang war. Go, they want they want the territory, folks. So these two guys, uh, they we've we've seen kidnappings. We've seen Tony like leave a fish on Legato's car. Um, we've seen beatdowns, a bunch of just like you know this war. This, it's, it's war between these two factions here. Uh, Tony Tony got some goons, so he could even even the odds uh, at least in theory against the Legato Fantasma. Now, unfortunately, his goons uh, were a little, a little too late tonight. So. Good hard fought match. This was definitely this was a fight. This felt like they like two guys were like they were drawing. There was like eye poking. They, were, they really seemed like they wanted to kind of hurt each other, um, as they should. Has turned into this like real power, this battle for power. So very very fun main event match. Uh, in the end, Tony went for his signature crowbar, wasn't there. And then uh, Santos's partners in Legado, Verl Mendoza, he got renamed like uh, Toro cruise I, something i believe something like that uh, and what walking wild uh they revealed they came to the stage they had the crowbar so, so tony could not use it and then santos escobar took a page right out right out of eddie guerrero's book put on the brass knucks and he punched tony d'angelo and he won the match so though santos escobar uh, at least won this round but i've got to imagine that's not going to fly for tony d tony's going to want revenge uh and we i whether that's you know a six man with the the respective goons slash stablemates or whether that's a stipulation match like i feel like we will probably get another match here uh presumably at x senior house because like I, I think there's there's still a lot you can do with this feud uh, brian says that it's it was a good match and he's, he's loving the feud i definitely agree it's, it's been a lot of fun so far uh they had so cut like a couple of vignettes throughout the match or so throughout the night before the match really kind of building it up here um to make it feel like more more special and as, as you would kind of hope for a made of a match, but like, I don't know, they, they like kind of like cinematic vignettes that we've seen the past couple of weeks. They, they had the sit down, we had the kidnapping. Like it's a very like story driven thing. You can tell they're really trying like uh, to, to do something with it. And I'm liking it. It's entertaining. It's, I, I think it's been fun. Tony, Tony plays this part very well. The, 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 the Don of NXT. I think Santos is great as a character and in the ring. Big fan of him as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping this feud will go on. Steven says it's going to last for a while. And that's just the war isn't over. They could do war games. I mean, if they stick to the current schedule in that war games is in December. Now they could move it up, of course. I, that's entirely possible. I don't know if we're gonna get to all the way all the way to December, though. That that is a long way away. Um, maybe we'll do like a 
I don't know. I, hopefully, it's something different. I feel like they do cage matches all the time. I guess a street fight would make a lot of sense, even though even though it's very common. Like this is literally a, a gang war, so like a street fight would make a lot of sense for this. Uh, I think that'd be fun. There's some fun stuff they could do with that. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm glad, and I I think I even talked about it last week. I felt like uh, Tony should win at least this feud to to build him as the the Dominic T. I'm glad Santos won this match. I do want Santos to kind of get uh, built up um as a viable contender i remember when he faced braun breaker back at uh, saint valentine's day so sorry valentine's, valentine's uh whatever it was that was the takeover in february um and when they faced off with him there i only wanted as far to win like i'm a big fan of his i think he should like honestly i think he should have already been an ex champion by now in a lot of ways he's been there for quite a while got the look charisma great in the ring great character like checks all the boxes like what more could you want so, man, I, I hope that um, I hope we see that uh, potentially. Uh, maybe not the NXT champion. That's fine. I don't know. If, I don't know about that because we're talking about Brown Breaker. We're talking about potentially Solo, potentially uh, Carmelo Hayes. Uh, but at least I hope he gets built up to be back in the the North Mega Title Chase. And I hope he gets the title. I hope he gets the title here. He had the the Cruiserweight title a little bit, um, and that was. I think he lost. He lost to Kushida last year, but he hasn't had a title in a while. So I, I hope he has another, another title run here, uh, and I think this feud could be a great way to do it. Uh, but otherwise, here DJ, as always, a helpful breaking news uh, provider here, says in a digital exclusive, he says uh, the Creed Brothers talked about uh, their match. With, uh, sorry, the, the Viking Raiders talked about their match with the Creed Brothers. Eric and Ivar say the Creeds earn their respect. They don't care what Rod Roderick Strong said about them. Uh, but the Creeds are ready, and they, they need to go for, and win those tag team titles. Now that's interesting. That feels like a goodbye, or at least like a, a go get him kid, like and not not a uh, oh we we want to challenge the titles. Um, I'm unless I'm misreading that. It sounds like you're saying that the creed's ready and they need to go win the titles. Uh, unless you mean that they're, they're saying that they themselves need to win the titles. I'm not really sure exactly of the two. I'll, I'll have to watch the vignette myself. Uh, unless DJ can clarify it, but. Um, I don't know that that reads like there's they're kind of like tipping their cap to the Creed Brothers, but like that wouldn't make sense because they just beat them. So I'm gonna assume we probably will we'll probably see that the Viking Raiders get involved here. Um, okay, so DJ no, says that they, they said the Creed's ready, the, the Creed's ready to go win them themselves, but then like that's just so weird. Why would you have the Viking Raiders win? And then that's again, that feels like a goodbye and like a you know, go get them, like you got this, like. Like that would make a lot more sense if it was like them, you know, patting them on the back and saying goodbye and like saying, "Okay, you beat us, you know, you, you're 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 ready to win titles." Like that does not make sense to me. The the booking. I'm not I'm not saying what DJ said there. I'm saying like the the, the combination of Raiders winning, then having that as the, the post match like promo, that those don't really seem to uh, to, to to gel with me. Um, but. I, I, it's my job to sit here and, and talk about the wrestling and, and it's, I'm not the one putting it together. So, um, whatever, uh, I don't, I don't think that makes sense, but, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're thinking that the, the creeds will win and then they'll earn a title shot against them. There we go. Okay. Maybe that's the roundabout uh, rationale here. It's like, okay, they, they've earned the, their one-on-one title shot. We got next kind of like Soskoa, uh, and Cameron Grimes there. So, Maybe that makes a little more sense. Uh, off the bat, that, that, that seems a little, little logical, but uh, I would imagine, especially with the one tonight, I, I don't think we've seen the last of the Viking Raiders in NXT. But overall, and then, of course, we, we had the, the campy ending, which kind of left on, on a bit of a sour note for me. Other than that, I thought it was a fine show. I thought it was all right. Um, 
matches were pretty good. I enjoyed the tag match to open the show. I thought Tony D and Sanders was, was very entertaining. I'm, or I'm liking that feud. I'm very happy Roxanne won. Uh, looking forward to the cont continuation of of the Bray Tournament next week. I'm looking forward to it in your house and seeing how the card unfolds uh, as as we go there. It's not the I guess it's not this weekend, but the weekend after that. So uh, we've got two more episodes of NXT to go. So there's still got plenty of time to add a little more excitement to that show. Uh, but overall, not not a bad show. Again, the, the the not great ending probably took me down a little bit. My my rating wise, I would probably go for like a six point eight. I think that's fair. Maybe maybe a little high, but I thought I thought it was fine. Uh, I, again, we we are past the days of NXT. Like if you remember, folks, back in like October, November, like December, I was very very down on NXT 2.0. I have to come around. Like it, it's it's fine. It's fine. I've I've, I've adapted. All right. Um, it's a fine show. I think they've, they've hit they've hit their stride more more than they had. They found the balance a little more than they had. Um, so some of the, some of these new stars have like kind of become the faces of the show. Whereas like at first that's like we we know who these people are. So yes, definitely agree with Bryanson. Uh, the 2.0 has improved, but overall here feels like people seem to be uh, fairly fairly in agreement. Steven says a seven. Bryanson seven point five. Nash with a seven as well. DJ was 7.5, but it feels like a lot of like you know, in a very, very similar mindset here, of like just the general range of numbers at least. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's just it's got gotten better surprisingly. I mean, yeah, I again, folks, I, I was roasting every week. John and I literally called it toaster time. So, um, you know, I think we're, we're we've come a long way from that. Uh, it's not great, it's not my favorite show. Um, there are things about I don't love, I, th I still think some of the things are a little goofy. Laura with a Laura with a nine, or there you go. Laura really liked it. And again, if you really like it, and I don't like more power to you. I respect it. I respect it. But back to the, the to at least the 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 more uh, consensus opinion by and large. Kevin was seven point three. Um, yeah, it feels like by and large the general consensus of like average ish. You know, seven seven and above seems like seven through seven point five seems to be average slash average. Uh, or maybe above average, but not a bad show. Not a bad show. DJ says he thinks John finally put the toaster away on Tuesday nights. I mean, I hope so. John, John's power is out right now, so I, I hope I hope he put the toaster away. Um, it's not going to do him much good right now. But um, uh, I don't know. We're, if that, that's in the rearview mirror, hopefully, maybe, maybe we'll bring it back if things get really rough again. But it's it's a fine show. It's a fine show. Stephen says they're starting to build up stuff for a new house, so that's good. Brian says he's happy to bring back the new house tradition. I mean, yeah, folks. Like when we when we saw everything about Triple H, Triple H's NXT get stripped away, I was very upset. Many many of you were as well. Many just many fans were just in general. Like it was it was sad. Like the the NXT that a lot of people a lot of people uh, really really enjoyed just got stripped down. Every, everything about it taken away. Um, and we've had like some uh, some some hangover not hangover but like some lasting you know legacy I guess. And then we, we still have war games. We don't have takeovers. We still have war games, and we still even though it's not a takeover, it still is in your house. Uh, they did one last year. Yeah, so obviously NXT 2.0 didn't start until September. So I am glad. I'm glad they are keeping it going. I think the, the it's a fun uh, old school show to do. Like old school, bring it into the, to the new school. So I like it. Looking forward to it. It'll be fun. And otherwise, here, I've got a question from Steven, then we'll get out of here. Who do I think the Jokers are for tomorrow's Dynamite? On AW Dynamite, we got the Jokers um, and the, in, the, in the Owen Hart tournament. My guess, like I I hope in some ways, usually the Jokers, the new signing, I hope, especially in the men's division, I hope it's like a return, someone returning. 
because I, I I love AW. I do. I John 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 would be rolling his eyes if, if he was here because we we butt heads about that. But I love AW. They they have signed so many people, maybe even too many. Uh, it's probably you know it might be bad for the best to bring someone back um, that's been injured and and or bring someone in that's not a signing. Bring someone in for like a cameo. And in that case, Isaac Walker says it could be Mickey James, Nick Aldis. Now that's interesting. I had not thought of that. Mickey James is someone I'm surprised has not shown up in AW yet. She's been in, in the NWA and Impact. I don't know what her her contract is, but obviously AW has worked with a lot of a, a lot of promotions, a lot of uh, the use of the Forbidden Door, if you will. Um, so that would make sense. I'm not sure about NWA. I think AW and NWA have kind of like butted heads a little bit. If you remember back like back in Power Two, Tony Tony Khan and Billy Corgan, the NWA president, butted heads a little bit uh, about some of the uh, some some of the credit for that show, some of the the credit for like the, the finances and stuff like that. Like they, it seemed like there's some a little something there, even though they have been working together, they haven't really worked together as much since then. Because uh, what like we had uh, we had an, an NWA women's title match on on uh, AW programming like that's, that's last year, and that was like last summer. We haven't really seen much since then. So I don't know about that. Impact definitely is possible uh, because we saw Deanna Perrazzo and WP Morrison show up. So DJ says that uh, Mickey still isn't still isn't in Impact again. She's with NWA too, so I'm not quite sure about all of like the logistics there. Um, a lot, of, a lot of fans, a lot of fans, as DJ saying here, uh, speculating about Johnny Gargano and Candice Ray. Folks, this is, this is the NXT show. You all know I love Johnny Gargano. He's one of my favorites in the in the entire wrestling world, one of my favorite wrestlers out there. Um, I don't know if this is the spot for him to come in. Uh, he, he tweeted today that uh, today today marked three months since, since, his, since his son closed birth. That's a good amount of time. He made it clear he wants some time with his family when he when he decided to take time away. I don't know if he's I don't I don't want to speculate. Three months is a good chunk of time. He may want more. I don't know. But yeah, Nesha, I was about to say this. The Nesha pointing out Candace had her baby in February. I I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be her. I, I think Candace is is now a free agent. Uh, but I think she'll be coming back a couple months down the road. This will be very 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 soon uh, after having a baby to come back to the ring like that. Um, so I don't think it'll be her. I would, I'd be like, I'd be over the moon if Johnny Gargano showed up. But at the same time, like, I kind of worry if it's another like full time signing, uh, like, like if if it's someone that gets like the all elite graphic, I I think that's a little a little worrisome of like you know not worse worrisome in the sense of, like there's so many people they're signing like and then continuing the problem of there being just too many people and you're 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 basically like fighting for minutes you know in a lot of ways you're fighting for minutes because like. There's only so much TV time, and we're already seeing that. You know, House of Black isn't on show. Like they, they do, they try to go, do a good job of ro rotating people uh, in and out of the show, trying to keep people on the show one week, maybe, maybe not every single week. But the more and more that they sign people, that that I think that that prop that challenge becomes even more uh, even more of a factor. So, but plenty of options, plenty of options. As Stephen points out, you could you could think about Miro as I mentioned. I meant to, I meant to say I don't know if I mentioned him. I meant to say. Uh, hopefully someone returning that's already on the roster room mirror has not been around for uh, I think pretty much since uh, a little bit after full gear back in November he had some promos but he's not been he has not wrestled since then uh, so I, I would hope it's Miro because at least he's on the roster Eisen points out maybe maybe Lana CJ Perry comes with him that'd be cool Lana got announced for uh, an uh, independent show today from the new promotion being launched by Authors of Pain former Authors of Pain so she's at least venturing a little bit back in the wrestling world 
Potentially could be her. Nezra points out it could be Harry Smith. Obviously, the, the connection's there. That's David Hart Smith. Like, that, that connection uh, very, very makes sense. Um, I think that would make a lot of sense. Again, and even then, that, that would be one. It doesn't need to be a full-time signing. It could just be a one-off. Uh, the whoever the joker is, uh, they're facing Samoa Joe and Britt Baker in, in the tournament. And I feel like both of those should advance. So I don't know if you would want to have like a full-time signing debut and lose. But plenty of options otherwise here. Steven says you could do Miro, Cesaro. Definitely one that people have been buzzing about potentially. Killer Cross, big fan of his. Could be him. He's, he's been all over the wrestling world as well. I'd be happy with any of those guys. I just don't know. A lot of options here. A lot of options uh, uh harry smith is on nwa as well and again i'm not sure exactly what the the working relationship is there is with the two companies right now but um definitely have the connection with him and the Hart family so that makes a lot of sense uh but otherwise here brian says ember moon slash athena no she's a free agent she's been doing great stuff on the independent scene as well uh brian says braun Strowman. don't know about that uh adam sure slash braun Strowman is doing his own thing uh with controlling narrative and stuff like that Ember Moon definitely feels like a possibility, though. At least, you know, she's one of the more buzzworthy woman, women's free agents out there. But, y'all, look, look at this. Look at all these options that you're coming up with. Like, there are so many options, and that's why I'm very much looking forward to it. It's Wild Card Wednesday tomorrow on uh, on AW Dynamite. So, looking forward to it. A lot of uh, unpredictability in the air. I'm looking forward to seeing who it might be. DJ says, DJ says it could be Enzo Amore. I don't know if you remember when when WP Morrissey told me on as Big Cash showed up, the, the crowd was chanting, "We want Enzo." No, we don't. So at least it'll be a, a divisive crowd if he did show up. But I, I think like my, I'm hoping it's Miro because at least then he, he's someone on the roster and like you, you're getting someone back that you already have technically. Whereas if I, if it's like a new signing, I hope it, you know again I already had some concern about that. Um, I'm excited though. I'm excited. It'll be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, big fan of AEW, but um, it'll, be, it'll be a good show. It's like I again, I, I can I can say this and since John isn't here, AEW is my favorite show, so I was looking forward to it. Um, Walker saying Cross makes sense. Mojo beat him in NXT. NXT. You could you could run that back. That'd be a lot of fun. Man. They have that history there. Uh, Michael Seager, you have Johnny Impact and Ty Valkyrie. That's really cool as well. That's that that'd be awesome. Johnny Elite. Yeah, John, Johnny, uh, John Morrison, uh, otherwise known as uh, Johnny Impact, or he's, he's going to be uh, wrestling at GCW this month with Johnny Game Changer. He's Johnny Superstar down at John AAA. That'd be really fun. I actually really, really, really like that option. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Steven says it could be some of New Japan. It's like even as like a cameo, like a, just a little, little bit of a teaser for the Forbidden Door show. All these options are exciting. All of them are really darn cool. I'm looking forward to them. Uh, to seeing what happens could be Kalisto. Who even knows? Not to, you know, all these people. It doesn't need to be someone that's like a you know quote free agent. It could be someone that's out there doing stuff. Nasha says Ty Valkyrie is doing. She's, she's on Impact. She's been NLW, AAA, doing lots of stuff. Brian says there's too many options. Well, there, you know, I like to say there's there's never too many options because like you know that that that's to me that that's an exciting thing and that's the great thing segue that's the great thing about the wrestling world today you've got so many options and that's what we try to do here i just done trying to cover all the range of shows whether it's raw and nxt or smackdown we have the the, the post shows for those on monday tuesday and friday usually john clark joins me for the, the brawl and nxt and uh it's robert with me for smackdown on fridays otherwise two diamond dudes on, on the rampage mark and dominic cover all things aw so make sure to check that out 
they're going to be uh, i'm sure they'll want to say whoever the, the jokers are i'm sure they're going to have a lot to say about it looking forward to that otherwise we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys and plenty of stuff in the archives as well we really do have some exciting stuff in, in the pipeline i don't want to spoil anything yet but like just stay tuned folks we've got some some, some really cool things in the works uh and like i said already some stuff that's already available on on all the platforms youtube soundcloud spotify all that good stuff you know what to find us so please do leave a like and subscribe we appreciate it so much and all that being said folks and with that being said we come here together to do one thing and that's to enjoy wrestling i do want and i got ahead of myself I do want to say thank you all so much for listening especially nice when it's just me trying to like talk for an hour it's like i try my best and like y'all keep the conversation going so i really do appreciate it uh, it means a lot. You know, I would not be here doing the show, you know, without you guys, you know, I do it to try and help you guys enjoy, enjoy the wrestling. So that's what we do here. And I enjoy being able to be able to come here with you guys and just talk about the shows, whether I like them, whether I don't, it's always a fun time. And we like, we don't, we try to enjoy the, to, we try to enjoy this show. Like, well, well like it could be a very uh, mediocre episode of Raw, but like we still, we still come together and try and make the most of it. Tonight's NXT was fine, but I thought we had a, I think we had a pretty fun time. At least I did. I hope you all did as well. So that being said, as I always say, I, everybody, I really do thank you all so much for your support. It really, really, really does mean a lot. Can't can't stress that enough. And on that being said, the world outside, it's a really scary place. It's not, not so hot right now, but we come here, we, we try to come here together outside of all that. We, we avoid all that to come here together to do one thing, one thing above all others, and that, my friends, is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.